Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Baby, please don't go. What? Huh? Who is this? Who's what? Do you know who this is, Cecil? This is DCAC. ACDC. Oh, I have a t-shirt of theirs that I got at Urban Outfitters. Antichrist Devil Child. Oh. Not really. Is that what it means? No. (laughs) That's what uh, people in the 80s during the satanic panic thought that ACDC stood for Antichrist Devil Child when it's really just an electrical term. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Can I can I say something? Uh-huh. I wanted to talk about this. I I'm loving loving the tunes. Uh-huh. I love rocking out. Yeah, you know that. You. My middle name is Rock Out. Uh-huh. It's a family name. It's not. It's not Rock Out. But maybe we could do something like a little. Like maybe I can play a song. Uh-huh. You remember? What'd you have in mind? Well, I just thought it'd be kind of fun to switch it up. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well. Listen, I thought it'd be you know, fun. Like, since it is child. like my birthday soon. Uh-huh. It's my birthday soon. Uh-huh. So I just you know, thought it'd be kind of a fun little but I know it's your birthday soon too. It's my birthday but. sooner. <laughs> uh-huh. Here we go. What do you got there, boo? What do you got for us? What is this? You don't know who this is? The Queen Diva herself. Guess what? Welcome. Welcome. Do you know yet? Come on. I'm shimmying. Like a prayer. I saw her in concert. I said goodbye to her three times. Cher. Cher, baby. The original Queen Diva. Where'd you see Cher at? I forget. Some big place. Around here? Yeah, in L.A. Oh, she doesn't know. Ah. She's trying. Yeah, Charlie, get into it. And I can't break through. Where'd you say? Like a the Echo? No, I think the, the Virgil? Staples Center. Oh, the Staples Hello. Center. Hello. <laughs> she had a Farewell Bitches tour. Farewell Bitches? Because she's the original. Okay, we can turn it down. I understand yeah. this isn't your thing, uh-huh. but know that she exists and we love her. I know that she exists. Okay. Sorry morning, Boo. That. Good morning, Boo. <laughs> what's, what's popping off? Oh, I'm just getting guilted yeah. uh, by our dog. It's a problem. Charlie's guilting you? Yep. Why is he guilting you? Um, you know, just because we're leaving on a vacation without him and it's his, you know, he's just being... Do you think he knows? Yes. Really? He's doing his tactics on me already. Mm. He's doing the sad eyes, the sleeping on my shoulder, Mm. the, you know, the longing look of why could you do this to me? (laughs) Yeah, Sunday morning, uh, day before my birthday. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... I joke about that. I don't, I don't think uh, grown-ups should make too big a deal. Oh, I of, disagree. Uh, you know, 
But um, no, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but our birthdays are the same week. Yep. Mine is uh, tomorrow, the third. Yep. Yours is the eighth. Yeah. So they're five days apart. So uh, as tradition, uh, or per tradition, the last few years, you and I uh, have uh, decided to go on a little week-long, like a little mini, two mini vacations back-to-back. Yes. Back. yes. So like last year was a lot of fun because we went to Joshua Tree for a couple days. That's your favorite place for, in the whole, for my, one of your pla- and, favorite places. And then we went directly to Vegas for which, a few days. Which is one of my favorite places. Yeah. So... And, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. What did we do? Oh, the year before, we were up at the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> Wish we could go back there. We'll talk about that too much. Um, um. <laughs> no, we're heading out. Uh, as soon as we're done recording here this morning, we're heading out to Julian, California. Yes. And I've never been there before. Me either. But you surprised me with a little Airbnb action. Yes, it's and the a, title of the Airbnb uh, is Romantic Getaway. Oh, okay. There we go. Vomit. Uh, but it, there's a lake that's private. <laughs> but yeah, the place looks cool. I looked it up. I've uh, never been there. But Julian, it's um, it's a little northeast of uh, San Diego, but but inland. Ooh. So about an hour inland from San Diego, uh, a little north. Um, but it's a, it's a old coal mining town, or gold mining town, rather. Uh, mountain town. And, uh, and they have blue jays there. They have blue jays, and they're famous for their apple pies. Yeah. A lot listen, of apples down there. I'm pumped. It looks like a small, tiny town. Yeah. I love that you've gotten, like, knowledge mm-hmm. about Julian. Yeah, I You've I been watching research. Yeah, I've been watching, like, <laughs> Huel Hauser. Look at all those pies. I love Huel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. rest in peace, Huel. Oh, Here we he are. Die? Yeah. What? Here we are at a baked bean factory. In Merced, California. Now, how do they get the beans into the cans? I love him. Him and Wendy Williams mm-hmm. might be the greatest interviewers I've ever known. Yeah? Yeah, because they genuinely love their job. You yeah. can tell they yeah, genuinely care, and they're not just, like, over it. Like, both of them yeah. have a passion that is quite really riveting. He passed away a few years ago. You know what's funny about Huel is uh, on the surface, he's like a big dork or was. Like, he was just, he was like a wholesome goofball. Yeah. But if you watch that show, that dude was jacked. He was like 6'2", 250, shredded, just like this pretty really? impressive specimen. <laughs> this, this like, pretty impressive body just stuck in this goober. Like, oh my God, look at my guns. Aww. Yeah, he was, he was a big jack dude, especially for an older fella. I don't know how old he was when he died, but yeah, he died a few years ago. Um, hmm. But yeah, I used to love watching uh, Huel House. I'm for those uh, who don't know, I think it's just a California thing. Oh, think, is it? Yeah, I don't think it. He was like nationally syndicated. Public access. But yeah, he was on like uh, California public TV. My mom loved and, him. And uh, he loved was like, him. he was like the dorky Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, he was. The, but just in California, for sure. <laughs> he was like Mick Jagger for over sixty ladies, like. He's so cute and so nice and so fun, and he likes going on adventures. Like, I remember my mom watching him and being like, he's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, he connects with the uh, older folks. Um, So, yeah, we're going there for a few days to Julian, and then uh, for your birthday, we're going to San Diego. Yes, San Diego. Uh, And I felt... vagina. I felt... uh, I feel guilty about going on on vacation when we haven't really done anything. In the last several months, but I, I do think that um, you know, in, in all seriousness, in this uh, weird time that we're in, like mental health is is obviously 
something that people have to pay attention to. And, uh, you know, I feel guilty that like in Portland, people are rioting for the, you know, and, and not rioting, but uh, protesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for human rights. And then we're like, we're peace out. We're going on vacation. But well, first of all, I'm been... protesting for my human rights as a sane individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might fucking kill you soon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so we need, uh, we both need, not, I don't think we need to get away from each other. I, th- I think we just need a change of scenery for a few days. And, I, and hopefully that's what uh, we'll get on this yes. little trip. And if not, if one of us comes back and the other one doesn't, <laughs> I'm gonna wind. I'm gonna wind up on Dateline NBC. <laughs> no, no, what? <laughs> Deadly women is but, what you're gonna end up on. <laughs> by all accounts, Katie and David had a great relationship. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Deadly Women. Yeah. But uh, this one. place that you got us in Julian, a little Airbnb. But we have access to a private lake. Yes. There's kayaks. There's kayaks involved. There's a tennis court. There's a tennis court involved. There's fishing. There's fishing involved. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the kayaking. Yeah. I cannot wait. I am so I want to get on that water and just go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very excited. Oh, I hate lakes, though. Because of the ticks. Oh, no, mm-hmm. not the ticks. What's in lakes? Oh, leeches. Leeches, snakes, <laughs> bugs. Snakes? No, I thought that was only in the south, the water snakes. I would imagine there's snakes in many a lake. Well, I can't ever go into one then. Mm. That's uh, frightening. Yeah. You ever swam in a lake? Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, but what? (laughs) Why the hesitation? Because it was a big, big lake, so it didn't feel like I was swimming in a lake. Like I was in the deep end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like, oh, I'm not really in a lake. I, I hate feeling the... The, the wildlife. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, well, the foliage and, oh. yeah. 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 Charlie, Charlie chill out, bud. Down. He's yeah, he's upset. Acting out. Um, let's talk about, well, painted the couch. Let's talk about this real quick. Uh, oh, <laughs> last <okay>. week, <laughs> last week's oh. episode, um, <clears throat> I, I worried that, uh, maybe we were too harsh on our neighbors. Listen, guys, we were too harsh and, and here's why. They're, they're I have awesome. been a real B word. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't have a problem with the neighbors per se. Uh, I think last week we were just talking about the concept of neighbors or yeah. the concept of having kids and you know hanging out with couples that have kids when you don't have kids. Uh, I hope it didn't come off as like you know these people suck because that is not the case. I know. They're, they're the sweetest human beings. Um, but yesterday. And, and we told them during the cookout last week that, like, hey, uh, you know, just neighbor to neighbor, just so you know, we're going to be leaving for like a week. You know, uh, we'll have a, uh, Katie's friend here, you know, so yeah. in case you see him. So they knew that we were leaving and they knew that uh, we were going to just kind of. And they kept asking us, like, what specific day? And yeah. I just thought they, I was like, I think Sunday. Yeah. I just kept saying Sunday. But they, and they kept, uh, they're like, oh, so it's both of y'all's birthday. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go. Celebrate a birthday, just chill out on a lake and uh, have a few days of uh, rest and relaxation. Yesterday, uh, the whole family knocks on the door, and the two little boys have made us homemade birthday cards. Two cards and a gift, a uh, book that they, per- they yeah, made as well. Yeah, uh, just construction paper with like a cutout baseball and a little cutout baseball bat. Happy birthday, Dave. I'm not going to say their names. I just, you know, yeah. keep, because they're kids. Love, and cute, and cuter. And then I uh, got another one here. Happy birthday, Katie, with a heart on it. And then something. I don't know if that's supposed to be a football or a loaf of bread. It uh, looks like a loaf of bread <laughs> since he does think I'm chubby. Yeah, that's true. He's it like, you, you like, like carbs, chubby girl. Um, and then they made us a book that just has a couple of random hearts and baseballs and, you know. 
It, it's the sweet. My, the my cold heart seen. melted, mm-hmm. and I realized that I'm the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're the assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, and he was like, read it. Mm-hmm. Read the book. And God love them. The book's adorable. But, you know, could have done a little better. <laughs> I was waiting for a but. <laughs> no, it's very sweet. It's so sweet. And I felt badly. I just feel guilty. Yeah. All the all over the guilt. Yeah. But no, I'm excited. Uh, and again, it feels weird to uh, go on vacation when we've been house-ridden for four and a half, five months. Has uh, it been six? I think it's been six. Mid-March is kind of when we lock down here. So When's uh, the last time you've months. been somewhere other than Long Beach? Um uh, over the holidays, yeah. Remember, I, 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 uh, we went uh, to visit my family over the holidays. You flew back, and then I did a little uh, three- or four-day tour driving back. I had a few dates in early January. And uh, when I got back, like, early January, that's the last time I've been out of town. So, Whoa, yeah, eight six, months, seven, eight months. Yeah, since seven, I've been eight out months. Aye, aye, aye. Crazy. So. Crazy time. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. Speaking of birthday, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to... Do a deep dive on this real quick, but you're an anomaly. You're I an, am, yes. You're, okay. you're an enigma in that <laughs> you love holidays, birthdays. You love to celebrate other people. Yes. You go. Christmas is my favorite thing in the whole world. Christmas. That's like my fucking You time, go big. Freaking time. I keep saying F word. You always go big for me on my birthday, but yeah. I tell you not to. You just, you're so generous and you love to give gifts and you love the celebration, but you're not. Super stoked about your own birthday. I know. Why is that? Is it the getting older thing? It seems like it's more than just, oh, I'm getting, I'm a year older. I don't really care about the older thing uh-huh. because everyone knows I look like a goddamn champion and <laughs> <laughs> age doesn't really affect me in that it's way. It's all those serums. Yeah, serums mm-hmm. and not eating, whatever. Anyway, I think it's. Let me look at this past. I always want to be at my best. Like, I feel like birthdays are your New Year's. Like, yeah, it's your own little measuring stick of where you are in your mm-hmm. life. And I love where I am in my life, but I, I get super sad. Well, here's the other thing mm-hmm. fun fact about birthday a week after my birthday is my sister's birthday, Susie, ah. who's beat it. <laughs> she left. She's like, I hate you. Oh, she died she of cancer. <laughs> she oh, died. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she left right yeah. Now. Yeah. What I was trying a- to be. What an asshole. Okay. Anyway, so she's uh, out of my life, but I kind of, I just remind, I, I always got her presents, like mm-hmm. the way I got through my birthday. Even when oh. I was little, I would get excited for Susie's birthday. Oh, like, okay. I didn't care at all about my birthday, uh-huh. ever, but I cared about everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And then it's weird because it's like people are like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? Well, blah, 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 birthday, birthday, birthday. And it's so kind. Mm-hmm. But that, I sound like such a crazy person, but that makes me feel very anxious and nervous. And then I'm like, don't do anything. And then I'm setting the people in my life up for failure mm-hmm. because then if they don't do anything, I get super depressed mm-hmm. in that way. So it's like I'm setting myself up for sadness mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that odd? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Do you have a birthday? You like your birthday. I'm 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 split. You know, I'm right down the middle. It, it yeah, it's a. I, I I don't think adults should be too uh, self indulgent about their birthday. Although you know, I got no problem with taking a day off and you know doing some stuff that you like or yeah. You know, I like to celebrate the birthday, but I, I try not to make too big a deal of out of it. But uh, and the getting older thing. 
never really bothered me. Yeah. You know, I never, I never understood that. It's not a character flaw to get older. No. Like, if anything, it's uh, good for you for s- still being here. Well, it's such an ego thing, really. It's look at my life. Where am I compared to people? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's very, at least for me, when I go down that road, I'm like, shut up. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Blah, blah, blah. But then in my head... I get this other side of me that's like, you should have a briefcase and have an office and, <sighs> and be freezing your eggs. <laughs> freezing your eggs. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting to that point where it's like, do you want to have one? No, never. Yeah, you. you but if I was a businesswoman with a briefcase mm-hmm. and on my own and just doing it for myself and living in a condo, I would have to freeze my eggs because I'd be alone. Okay. Should I get you a briefcase for your birthday? <laughs> I don't want a saying? briefcase. Okay. I'm just saying women with briefcases uh-huh. that like work at a firm, uh-huh. you know, I don't want to be a lawyer, but like, I feel like that's like cool to have like a big oak desk mm-hmm. and like a briefcase. I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. <laughs> How did we get going on that? <laughs> you're such a goober. <laughs> but you know, like, do you ever think that way? Like maybe <laughs> if I, if I was... An old-timey sheriff, you know, or not. <laughs> what? No, I don't want to be an old-timey sheriff or a new-timey sheriff. <laughs> or like, or a judge, or... <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm a comedian and a podcaster. I'm, I was just about to say, I'm very happy with how my life is going. I've never been happier. I, I don't have the, the desire <laughs> to be an old-timey sheriff. The hell's the matter with you? <laughs> I need to go on vacation. Oh, I my God. Things are getting weird. Mm. I saw a baby on the TV, and I said, that's a cute baby. Ooh. Oh, that sketch we just watched. Good Lord. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> boo. But you're doing all right? I'm doing great. How I'm are looking things? forward to Julian. Yeah. Julian Mullian. Uh-huh. Julia Gullia. Gonna get some pies. Gonna get pies. Uh-huh. But I'm looking forward to also the hotel. Yeah, see, that's... Uh, that's the... Oh. I picked San Diego uh, just because, you know, close proximity to us here. It's about a two-hour drive from us here. Uh, but you don't really care. No. With your birthday, you don't really care where we go. Nope. You love to sit in a nice <laughs> hotel. Yeah. Get some room service. Oh. Watch some movies oh, and chill out. Here. Remember, okay, two years ago, oh. uh, was we spent my birthday up at the cabin, but then we took you to Palm Springs. Yeah, it was it was one hundred and fifty seven <gasps> degrees it was outside. So hot, and we we had no intention of even going outside. <laughs> we stayed in the hotel room like for three days. And on your birthday, and this was obviously pre COVID. I was going to take you out to a nice meal, and at the last second, you are like, "Let's just get takeout." <laughs> And then we ate takeout in the bed like animals, and it was yeah. the greatest day yeah. of my life. Yeah, so you like a, a nice hotel. I don't want to move. And and some some room service and some uh, some um, what, what's I'm trying to the, some pay per view, some movies on Ooh, on the hotel the tab. Thousand dollar movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, the ones that are nineteen dollars a piece to rent. But uh, I love a room service coffee. That is like that's the best thing yeah. I could ever think of yeah. in the world. That's my love song uh-huh. to myself. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's always so crisp and pretty. Mm-hmm. They have the beautiful napkin mm-hmm. underneath the cup. It's usually a silver little jug that they guys listen. I and I, I even like the hotel coffee that they put in there, you know, mm-hmm. where they're like, don't use the coffee maker because there's roaches in it. And it's, 
That I heard that once. Oh, you like that crappy hotel coffee? Want to know why? Because it's hotel coffee, and everything tastes better in a hotel. Huh. Love it. Free coffee. There you go. Yeah. Easy peasy. Not at the, some of the hotels I stay at. Well, I, yeah. No, not at the some. <laughs> See, and I do like uh, that. I, I like that for your birthday because I travel so much, and most of the time, I'm staying at two star hotels. Like, most of the time, like, oh, I don't... I remember. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm on tour, unless the club has put me up somewhere, um, I just never, you know, I, I'm not... Because it's not vacation, it's work. You yeah. Know? So it's like, and it eats into my profits, you know, as a DIY touring comedian, I can't I can't drop 200 bucks a night on a no, hotel. that's insane. Uh, so when it's vacation time Oof. or birthday time, then we can uh, we can splurge a little bit. And you, uh, you have a four-star taste. I four, do. Four and a half stars. Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Yeah. And there's a balcony. Yes, I oh, I searched uh, vigorously. I searched uh, to, to find you a balcony. And you'd be surprised how many nice hotels don't have balconies. Um, really? Yeah, I searched many of them. And I knew the other, there was two things I knew you wanted. I knew you wanted a, a balcony uh, so we can hang it on the balcony and smoke that weed. And, uh, and look at the beautiful sea otters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, where we're at uh, in San Diego, <laughs> we're overlooking the bay. So, like, the water is right there and we got a nice balcony. But the other thing I know you like that I couldn't find this time, I couldn't find them both, is you like a big ass uh, whirlpool tub. Yeah. And uh, couldn't find a room that had both. Hey, it's not your fault. Yeah. I will say that a a big bathtub is pretty much the best thing ever. And why, guys? Because you're laying. You're Mm -hmm. laying in water. That's all you're doing. So, I'm just moving from bed (laughs) to the bathtub. Yeah. If I could get a contraption to scoop me up from the bathtub to the bed, now that, (laughs) that would be the best. But yes. So I'm excited, boo-boo. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Of course. And thank you. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Going to have fun. I get very anxious before vacation. Yeah, you do. I get, oh, I get ornery. And while I'm, uh, while I remember it, uh, I'll let the listeners know that uh, no Stonebergs next week. We're uh, we're taking because we we won't be back in time for our normal normal recording session and yeah we could record it late but um, we don't want to half ass it for you no. we want to show up full ass yeah so we're gonna we're gonna take next week off um, after this after this episode uh, we'll skip a week and then but we'll be back uh, two weeks from now so uh, not not to where I know everybody's like no yeah everyone just started crying <laughs> I need to hear these two idiots ramble about nothing for an hour. <laughs> Uh, what else going on this week? Um, Boo, last week we talked about uh, your falls at the Starbucks. Mm. Took a couple of couple of tumbles over there. <laughs> and uh, was really concerned about all the bruising on your legs. Yeah, um, you, I hear you. You fell twice at the Starbucks. And then, uh, and we talked about it on last week's episode. And then... Couple hours after we stopped recording, we had another incident. Okay, so I had to go on a walk because Dr. Julie, the greatest therapist in the world, told me I have to walk for an hour a day, which is great because you get the sunshine and whatever. Anyway, I'm talking to Liz, a human angel who is the greatest human on planet Earth who uh-huh. lives in Colorado. Uh, by the way, guys, if you know her, you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, so I'm walking. I'm chatting with Liz on the phone, but my earbuds are in. Okay, so I'm not distracted by carrying the phone and earbuds are in. Um, And then I think what happened is as I'm crossing the street, 
there was a misfire in my head. Uh-oh. So it What was, does that mean, misfire? So <laughs> if I get too rushed, uh-huh. that's what happened in this situation. Okay. So I'm about to cross the street, and then I was like, oh, wait. There's, I, I just wanted to go diagonal. Uh-huh. I didn't want to do the L. Okay. So I'm going diagonal because uh-huh. I, I did a quick change. The quick change really effed me up here. Uh-huh. And I flew over the legs of a roadwork sign onto the pavement, the mm. asphalt. I'm wearing shorts, so my knee caught most of the stuff. So did my hands. And uh, and then a homeless man told me that I should stretch my hamstrings because mm. he used to be a hurdler in high school. So it was, it was one of those <laughs> uh, like temporary con- road construction signs. Yes, but like, the legs had, were extremely long. Like the legs had like a little tripod action at the yes. bottom where the legs, you know, So I tripped on the tripod. Tripod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tripod. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, new, uh, complete tumble? Com- all fours? Fall. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Full fall, and it hurt. Mm. And what I love about my full falls is I just kind of, it takes me a second to understand that I fall. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there for a good 30 seconds, like, on my knees in the middle of the street, like, ow! Like that, that few seconds where, like, when you were a kid, when you fell, and then it, it's going to register that it hurts, like... There's the fall, and then there's a couple-second pause, and then there's a... That's exactly what happened. Did you scream and cry? I screamed. I didn't cry because I was like, ah, oh, it's just the same fall as it always been. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at my knee in horror because it looks like Saw got to me. <laughs> is that his name? Is Saw the name? No, I think the guy's name is uh, is uh, Jigsaw, maybe, or something, something like that. The yeah. Saw guy. Yeah. I was trying to be cool mm-hmm. and relevant mm-hmm. with that Saw yeah, reference. with that... <laughs> 17-year-old movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I fell, and then yeah. I didn't want to come home because I knew you would have judged me. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, okay, I'm just going to walk it off. But I had like 45 minutes left, and mm-hmm. I'm talking to Liz, and I'm hobbling. Mm-hmm. And it sort of hurt, but then the blood was running down my leg. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I came home. And then, boo, you're, I just worry about you. Like I said last week, I just don't want you to die a stupid death. I understand. And then yesterday, you cut your finger real bad. Oh, yeah, that thing keeps bleeding. The I day think before, it's a blood blister. The day before, you <laughs> ran into the wall. I was, the bo- I was carrying a box. Boo, are we going to have to get you a helmet? <laughs> like, what's going on, boo? I understand your worry, mm-hmm. your concern. I don't know what's going on. I was thinking, you know what? I have a very big, big gift mm. of manifesting things, right? Mm. So, he, well, What? Like, if I, if I think of something and I'll say it out loud, like, oh, we need to get new, really specific plates. I'll uh-huh. see them on my Instagram or uh-huh. something. Like, I manifest shit. Well, that's because the government's listening Whatever. to us. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so... We were talking about me falling all the uh-huh. time, so I think that was just in my head. Oh, that's what it is. And I manifested some more falling. Mm-hmm. Then I've manifested also, I'm pretty much an old woman or an old man. We haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Well, I'm a woman, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in my soul. In spirit. You're so I think I'm man. just trying to, I'm trying to get there, too. Maybe okay. I'm just practicing. Can we maybe manifest some basic personal safety? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's just I get too excited. I go too fast. Okay. That's what happens. Yeah, you do get excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just worry about you, boo. Well, I've seen you take tumbles. I'm I'm pretty good on my feet. It 
It's so annoying. When, when have you seen me tumble? I don't know. See, this is you get all you're getting all lawyery on me. No, no, I'm just saying you, you've uh, seen me tumble. Master of the courts, uh, where did you see me do a tumble, Mister? Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you got me on that one. <laughs> you are a silly goose. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm excited to listen to some new drive-by truckers early birthday present. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. You gave me an early birthday present. So of, thoughtful of the uh, the new drive-by truckers album that I bought five months ago, uh, and I had this weird look on my face. And it wasn't like, oh, this is a crappy gift. I was momentarily I was insulted that you thought I didn't already have this. Like, boo. I got this the day it came out. Yeah, I know. You were insulted and <laughs> <laughs> it was It's the album that I've been listening to a ton for the last few months, so much so that you're 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 learning the songs and you're learning the ones you don't like. There they got the one song. I don't I don't know if that's a title. Yeah, I guess it's the title, Babies in Cages. Aww. Great song. God, um, Babies in Cages. But like my point is you've heard it so much that yeah. you've now developed a negative opinion of it. <laughs> but that's that's the album you got me yes. for my birthday. Which is I appreciate the gesture. Thank you. But I was just like, come on, boo. I understand. You, I, I well it I shows that I'm not listening. Yeah. I understand that. Active listening skills is definitely on my this new year uh, list. This new year? Or whatever. Uh-huh. Like your... Oh, the new year of you. Yeah. Okay, not the, not the calendar. <laughs> In about new six year. months. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead yeah. and try listening. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start prepping my resolutions. But here's my thing. I, you know mm-hmm. that I am not detail-oriented. I am not blaming mm-hmm. my fuck-up on you. Okay. But I looked at their website, uh-huh. the most recent album. Uh-huh. I thought it was their quarantine album. I don't know Why'd why I that? thought I honestly made it up in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like they made a quarantine album, and I was like, "This is gonna be the best, best gift ever." Dave's gonna love it. Quarantine, drive by, whatever's. Mm. Sorry about that. I, pretty, I I do like having uh, doubles. I like having backup copies. I, I really do. Just sell it. No, no. I, I have several. Want... I have several uh, albums that I have doubles of. Why? Just to, I, drive by truckers, Southern Rock Opera. I have three of those. Three copies of that. I have three copies of Willie and Family Live. I have two copies of uh, Magnolia Electric. I, yeah. Well, if but I really why? well, uh, well, part of it is I'm slowly collecting uh, inventory and stock for my for my eventual record store. Gotcha. So you know, I'm so like, you're just starting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But also just. You know, it, it, same thing when I collected baseball cards when I was a kid. If you got a really good card that, of a really good player that you really like, you, you got backups. You got doubles, triples, quadruples. Really? Yeah, just in case. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah. Just, you know, in case you, uh, you know, something you want to trade. You want to trade maybe, with another. Oh, maybe you could frame one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how people frame. What, what, what are they doing framing records? Mm-hmm. Don't you want to play them? Yeah. So frame it. Yeah. That's a fun idea. Yeah, you could maybe do that. Yeah. No, it, it's it's uh, it's not a bad thing to have. Backups on on the good records, especially so. babies and cages. So thank you, Boo. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Boo. Uh, this is the uh, Stonebergs, by the way. Hi. Uh, that's Katie Strandberg. I'm Dave Stone. Stoneberg, get it? We put them and, together. Uh, yeah, that's that's how yeah. we do it. Yeah. Five six two five four eight two zero one two in that order. Uh, go ahead and put that in your phone if you're listening. If you haven't already, but put us. We're friends. Uh, put us in your phone. Yeah. Create a new contact. I love that. You call us give anytime. Us a, give us a call. 24-7. Shout out. 24-7. You give us a call. 
we're here for you. Uh, didn't take any calls last week because we uh, had diarrhea in the mouth. Yep. Uh, we were really rambling. Rambles. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some calls this week. All let's, right. Uh, let's, we've got a few lined up here. Let's see what we got here. Kicking it off with uh, with this gal. Hey, Dave and Katie. This is Katie from Tennessee. I used to live in Long Beach, actually. Um, I lived on Belmont Shore. So um, it's really great to hear you guys and drop a little Long Beach thing and be able to connect to it. I haven't been there in a while, but it still sounds like there's some things that are the same. But I was really calling for Katie and about the little five-year-old neighbor kid that called her chubby girl. I have a six-year-old kid. Um, and the other night, you know, I have put on a few quarantine pounds, but I don't think it's that noticeable, but she kept going up to me and, and like hitting my butt and saying, you have a fluffy bottom. And finally I was like, okay, what's going on? And she's like, what is a compliment? And I realized like she got sad because she thought I was getting mad at her because we don't use the terms fat or chubby or all that. We say stronger and all. And she really thought she was being nice because it was nice and fluffy. So... It could be that that little five-year-old kid doesn't really know what chubby means. He's heard it somewhere, and he kind of like tacked it onto you and he said you were full, and he didn't really understand what it meant. So take that for what it is. Could be, or he could just be a little shit. Who knows? But I do want to call Dave back. I have a barbecue sauce question, but I just want to drop that in here today. Love hearing you guys. and so nice to meet you, Katie. Bye. Right on, Katie from Tennessee. Oh, Katie, thank <laughs> you what a sweet message used to live in long beach i know dave from long beach used to live in tennessee how about that oh my gosh crazy i was was born in tennessee so yeah okay yeah it's not it's not about me me. (laughs) i'm from tennessee okay come from good stock um thank you katie i i appreciate it the listen the Belmont fact. Shore. Belmont Shore. Nice. Belmont Shore She's is so there. nice. I know. That's I where like, we looked at first when we, wanted to when we were go trying to, to move there. here. Yeah. I go there a lot. Yeah. I love it there. We found a nice spot over there, and uh, the guy rented it out from under us. Oh, Remember? yes, that, yes, that yes, first, we did. First apartment. Oh, I was like, heartbroken. You could literally see the ocean from the apartment, and uh, we were getting all the paperwork together, and you went back to to throw down a deposit, and he'd already, he's like, oh, sorry, I already rented it. Remember, and I took it as a sign that we weren't supposed to move to Long Beach, yeah. and it was a huge Greek tragedy. But listen, <laughs> Katie, I hope Belmont Shore was beautiful. Tell me where you live so I could go see your old apartment or home. Um, your little one sounds very sweet. I understand the fluffy thing. Like, oh, fluffy. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was called fluffy, I think I would have more of an understanding. Chubby. Chubby isn't good. It's never good. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it ever good? But you're right. It could be a kid brain thing. Um, I appreciate that. I, uh, you know, still am. I got some supplements coming in the mail. So hopefully that'll help me maybe not be chubby, Katie. Mm-hmm. It could be, uh, uh, you know, crisp and clean, Katie. Mm-hmm. Crisp and clean. I'm just saying with uh-huh. the C's. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't really know. Yeah, I know. I but Katie, thank you. And and how sweet. Um, but yeah, I still hate him with all my heart. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, he made us some cute cards, but in my head, I know mm-hmm. you think I'm fat, so you're dead to me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm fine. Kids do say the darndest things. They they say the truth. So says the serial rapist. Hey. <laughs> I know that was very <laughs> creepy. That was his show, right? Didn't Bill Cosby. Yeah. He, he hosted Kids Say the Darndest Things. Oh, right. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And oh. and roofied women say nothing. Okay. Okay, yep. sorry. <clears throat> but Katie, thank there. you. What a sweet lady to call and like make me feel better. Yeah, I wonder what part of Tennessee she's uh, living in. I love Probably Tennessee. Probably the good kid part. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sounds uh, like she has a good kid. Kids do say weird, mean things, and they do. Did I tell you the story about I was in church one time? I grew up going to church every Sunday from the time I was like four till I started driving, and then I was like, I'm out. <laughs> but I was like 13, 14, hanging out at church, and there was like this five-year-old kid who was like a friend of the family. Like, you know, we, we knew his parents. And uh, so there's all this, in church, there's always the little mundane small talk. Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I forgot the kid's name, but he was in five or six. And we're just standing there before before the uh, church service, and I'm making small talk with this kid, and he just hauled off and kicked me square in the balls. Just, oh. just, just a nut kick. Oh, just, my Like God. flush, just wham. <laughs> just toe meets testicle. And I dropped. He dropped me in church. Whoa. Yeah. Like, thanks, kid. That's uh, amazing. I'd rather he call me chubby than just kick me in the ball. So I at least he didn't do that. I would rather kick in the vagina. Yeah. Or in the ovaries. Yeah. Whatever. He kicked Boops. you in your emotional balls. Yeah, my emotional so. balls are wounded. Oh, man. All right, moving right along. Hey, Dave. Hey, Katie. It's Emily from Central PA again. Um, I just wanted to call and wish you guys a really happy week. Um, last week, I had a very unhappy week. Um, I lost um, one of my pets. Um, my wedding plans that are supposed to be um, for August 1st, um, we had to pivot those plans kind of overnight due to some more stringent regulations. Um, with COVID, um, my car took a shit. So uh, last week was just a really stressful week. Um, July has been a really long year so far. Um, so I just wanted to wish you guys a really happy week, a happy month, and uh, happy wedding planning um, because it, it certainly hasn't been for us. But um, just wanted to, to send some encouragement your way since you guys are always so good at sending encouragement our way. So thanks from another listener. Bye. Oh, Emily. You sweet, sweet woman of joy. Thank you. Oh, I felt that. I felt that encouragement. I oh, feel so good. She lost one of her pets. I'm so sorry, Emily. That is such a bummer. That's so sad. I'm sorry. And the wedding thing, I'm sorry. And God, the car thing. Like, those are three huge events in your life. Mm-hmm. And and I know even, and I know the car thing, people can be like, well, just fix your car. But it's just such an on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. This is happening so I'm so sorry you had such a crappy ugh, week. Man, I, that's weird that uh, that she lost a pet because I was uh, every now and then I think about this. Like uh, we're we've got such a good situation right now with our pets. Like I love Harvey. And yeah, I love Truman. Me too. They're Trump. never gonna die. We so. got, but every now and then I think about that. Oh. What a bummer. Cats live for like twenty years. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Twenty to thirty. 30. No. 30 to 50? No. 50. I'm going to make them robots. Oh. But honestly, Emily, I'm so sorry. That's such a bummer, man. It is. I don't know how to comfort. Losing a pet is so personal and mm-hmm. sad. And and people people who don't have pets don't get it. Like, I get it. it it's not like losing a child or a parent or a sibling. But like... It's they're a part. part of, they're part of the family. No, they're part of like, you. These little goobers are part of our family, and you know when they go away, it's going to be a huge bummer. But yeah. uh, and then if you're planning, also hello wedding plans that had to pivot. Yeah. F COVID. I am so sorry. And it sounds like it sounds oh, August first. What a great time to uh-huh. get married. And uh, I'm sorry, Emily. Listen, yeah. 
You're going to make it through this. You sound like a goddamn champion, and I believe in you. Yeah. Boo, you got to say something encouraging. No, I, I believe in her, too. I'm sorry. I was reading. I was uh, going over her message again, just seeing if we missed anything. Uh, she, had to, she had to pivot the, the wedding plans because of COVID regulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, we haven't uh, played this voicemail yet, but somebody did call recently uh, asking about our wedding plans. <laughs> and uh, everything's just on hold with COVID. <laughs> can't even. Like, we haven't even begun to plan no. just because we don't, we, you know, like, when we got, we got engaged last November. Was it November? Yeah. Oh. And I was thinking like, right. okay, about this time next year, you know, September, October, whatever of, uh, of 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that's like, are you out of your mind? Like, no. I don't know. And I, I asked you if you wanted to do a cyber wedding where a drag queen could marry us. You said no. Mm-hmm. So now I had to pivot my plans. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against a drag queen. I just, you know, cyber, a Zoom wedding. Nah. I know. I don't even like Zoom. I'd rather just go to Vegas. Why don't we by just ourselves? do a lot, like a, a bunch of, like, conference call in everybody? <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a conference call. Oh, my gosh. Everybody but- here? Emily, what was your uh, wedding theme? Where are you guys going to go? What's what's the pivot? You have to tell me. I'm interested, and I'm proud of you for having such a good attitude. Mm-hmm. I would be crying in a ball in a corner eating my own hair. Yeah. So I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for the encouragement. That's really sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Hang in there, Emily. Uh, we appreciate the call. And, uh, yeah, sorry to hear about your pet. Oh, um, oh that's... <laughs> That's so funny that what? I said uh, somebody called about our wedding plans. It's this one. Oh. Hello, friends. Uh, this is Danny from Minnesota. I uh, just wanted to check in and ask where you guys are at in your wedding plan process. Um, I got engaged not long ago, and <laughs> it's an interesting time to try to plan anything, especially a wedding. And uh, I just feel like I maybe identify with Katie a little bit and being maybe – well, on the high strong side, so um how to navigate that whole thing with the current climate and uh being a type A control person <laughs> and what you guys have sort of thought about together, what you guys want to do and uh how to have fun. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, Danny. Hi Danny, thank you. Uh, um That's not, I mean, we haven't really uh, talked even amongst each other much about it because uh it about, doesn't feel real. Well, about the time that we got serious about making the plans, we, like I said, we got engaged in November, then we had the holidays. We had and, to move. And then we moved in January. And uh, about the, and we even said, uh, we're not going to worry about the wedding until we get past the holidays and I get off the tour and then we move. Yes. And we did all that. And right when we moved, like literally three weeks later, COVID all happened. this stuff happened. So we haven't really even kicked around ideas amongst ourselves, much less trying to tell friends and family what, what the deal is. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't either. And quite frankly, I don't care. I'm not, I you hope know. we exist. Yeah. I would like to get through this living. Mm-hmm. And after we live through this, hopefully, <laughs> and the world mm-hmm. doesn't burn to the ground, yeah. then we could think about fun wedding. Yeah. But, yeah, as you were talking, there's part of me that I just get so sad in the the other day, I just came out and I was like, "I'm so sad," and you were like, "Yeah, it's sad times." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh right," because <laughs> I forget how I'll just kind of play tricks with my mind. Like, oh, I'll drive to my dad's and drop off groceries, and everything will be like it's normal. And mm-hmm. then I come back home, and it's like, oh, masks and mm-hmm. and there's masks at my dad's house. But for some reason, that's like my escape, mm-hmm. like where I don't really feel like COVID's happening. Mm-hmm. But 
it's it is such a sad time and I don't know if we should just embrace it. Like is it going to be here for the next 2 years? Should we just have a covid themed wedding? That'd be fun. Everyone themed wedding. Yes. Imagine the covid themed wedding. Everyone gets a hand sanitizer uh-huh. to go home with. Boom. That's a gift that's cheap and easy. Mm-hmm. Masks. Make your own mask station. Uh-huh. Super fun. Uh, everyone, Super fun. every little table has like a plastic thing around it mm-hmm. and then separated little cubicles inside the tables. It'll be neat. Yeah, It'll be. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun for anybody. Oh. I think it'd be cool. Hold on. I think it'd, oh no, here we go. Oh no. Sneeze everybody. Get some of that shit, man. <laughs> That's how you fucking sneeze, dude. Danny, yeah, we don't really talk about it because... Well, let's talk about it now. Uh, oh. <laughs> pretend, pretend COVID's over. Right now. All right, pretend COVID's over. You mean the uh, thing that's still killing America? Pretend your and dad's going to foot the bill, which there's been no talk of that. Nope, not going to happen, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, if we could pay for <clears throat> multiple anyway, weddings. Let's, I know, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, my but uh, hypothetically, uh, hypothetically, COVID's over. Your dad's footing the bill uh, for reasonable. You know, I'm not talking about flying 100 people to the Bahamas. But, you know, a reasonable wedding, what would you want to do? Okay, so my dream scenario? No, just reasonable, hypothetical right now. Not your, or, or dream. Yeah, just let's, let's, let's lay some groundwork, something to build on. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the other people coming to our wedding. Uh-huh. I never want a wedding, especially one that I am going to be the star of, mm-hmm. co-star, sorry. Yeah. No, you're, um, you're the star. I'm the star. Yeah. Yeah, the bride's the star. Um, I don't want it to be hard, mm-hmm. annoying, frustrating, expensive. Mm-hmm. I have been that for, person. For all the people who come. everyone coming. For the guests, yeah. I don't want to tell you what to get. Mm-hmm. Don't t- I don't want to tell you. As a gift giver, I find it offensive, the registry thing. How dare you? We wouldn't do a registry thing? No. Anyway. Would we still accept gifts or what? I don't know. The registry thing makes it easy to give a gift, right? Isn't that kind of the point? Like, hey, these no, are all... No, but the- as a gift giver, you go in and you're like, look, I thoughtfully thought of mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so usually my mind of gift giving. Now, I could be dead wrong and you could hate everything I've ever given you. Uh-huh. But I go into the minds of the people that I'm going to give gifts for uh-huh. and I get them interesting, intricate Themed gifts. Huh. I'm not asking for people to do that with us. Yeah. But I just don't want them to be stressed. Like you have to go to Target and uh-huh. get something. Okay. But yeah, so you your dream wedding would be, and this is perfectly on brand for Katie, <laughs> but your dream wedding would be to to make it great for everybody else. Yes. So like and all the little crap. Like mm-hmm. because I'm such a like I don't know planner in the way of other people Mm -hmm. so i would want to either rent out an entire hotel for everybody bring them have like an open tab so they can get food or room service or whatever Mm -hmm. and then we can have a big party and it's not planned like Mm -hmm. to the minute they can do whatever they want just as long as you show up to the wedding and Mm -hmm. then you can do whatever you want but also Figuring out rides to the airport. Like, I'd like to play, pay for flights. Like, I feel like paying for flights is a nice thing to do. Yeah, that's very nice. I would like to, yeah, lodging, flights. So when people think of our wedding, they're not like, oh, God, we have to do this. Yeah, I always, uh, I've been in, invited to a few destination weddings um, where <laughs> travel wasn't included. And I, I was just like, yeah, I, I can't go. Yeah. So, you know, thanks for the invite, but. 
I, I, I just can't go. No one can. Mm-hmm. No one, especially now. So it has to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. You want to have fun, though. You got to have all the booze. Mm-hmm. None of this, you know, cash bar thing. There's cash. People have cash bars at a wedding? Yes, they do. No. Yes, they do. That's tacky. I know. And guess what else? None of that, oh, you have to, you know, the, the cheesy songs where, mm-hmm. like, my dad and I dance to, like, that weird country song about little girls. What? <laughs> There's that weird wedding country song. Really? Which da, one? Na, na, na. Oh, Butterfly Kisses. Midnight mm. Prayers. Singing a little out. You know that song? Yeah. Who sings that? Da, da, da. Oh, I don't know, but I will say. I know what you're talking about. I've been now. to every wedding. Uh-huh. And, okay, I went to my cousin's wedding the year after Susie passed away, and she was engaged. And I, Butterfly Kisses, started playing for the daughter, you know, father dance. Uh-huh. And me and my sister Judy just lost it. And they, <laughs> all the friends and family looked at us, and we were like, hey, Susie will never get to dance to this. <laughs> it was dark. So, yeah, I hate those. I hate, and I don't want to make people sad. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a dad. I, I happen to have a dad. What if that triggers somebody? You know, I don't need all that. I do need a fun... What if we did a show? Like, see, this is what happens, Danny. When we start talking about the wedding, I get very lofty mm-hmm. and think of a very... I, I don't know. And then Dave is being very reasonable and nice. And so, and then I... Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not doing a comedy show at my wedding. <laughs> is this it? Let's do it. This Let's one. hear it. Oh my! Is that it? Daddy's don't try. Bob Carlyle. Oh, oh, here we go. This is where it gets. With all that I've done wrong. And butterfly kisses. Oh, which is kind of creepy. Like that dad's doing butterfly kisses. You remember butterfly kisses? What's a butterfly kiss? It's where you. Oh, I can't listen. It will make me cry. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Turn that off there. I'm sorry. What's a butterfly kiss? I thought I was like cool comic person that could be like, yeah, let's listen to it and make fun of it. And then I literally was like, it's her sweet 16. What's going to happen? The dad's singing to his daughter. Wow. He's lullabying to his daughter. What's a butterfly kiss? Okay, so it's when your eyelashes, you get close to somebody and your oh. eyelashes like go up and down with each other. Like they dance. But they call them butterfly kisses. That's weird. It is weird to do that with your dad. I don't know. My dad would be like, get the fuck away, dimble shit. I remember, uh, <laughs> I don't know where I learned this, and I'm sure this is not politically correct anymore, but uh, Eskimo kiss. You know what an Eskimo kiss is? Isn't Eskimo sisters when you sleep with the same dude? Or is that brothers? Uh, is that a thing? That's a, I don't know if that's the name of it, but yeah, that's something. And that might be it. An Eskimo kiss is just where you rub noses. You just kind of oh, okay. touch noses. I don't know why that was called that, and I'm sure not supposed to call that anymore. Uh, so my apologies to the Eskimos. But I would, I will say this, Boo. The only thing I do ask for at our wedding mm-hmm. is a wedding singer. A wedding singer? That's right. Really? I want the guy that's down on his luck, uh-huh. having the worst time of his life, and he gets to be... The star of our wedding band. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that be fun? Like Adam Sandler mm-hmm. in the Smash Hit movie, The Wedding Singer. Yeah. One of the few 
Adam Sandler movies I can stomach now. Well, it's beautiful. I enjoyed that movie. It was just such a love, love story. Julia Guglia. I mean, come on. Everyone get on board. And if you haven't seen it, do it. You'll love it or hate what, it. Who's that cares? line you always quote? Cones. <laughs> they were cones. <laughs> Those could have been guests at her wedding. They're cones. They were cones. So anyway, I still don't think we've covered... Uh, we've gained any ground on this. We're, also, I'm sorry. It is your wedding. What would what would you like to do? And I don't mean this to be like I'm checked out or I don't like care big picture, but I I don't care. Like okay, I don't either. care in the sense that like there's almost nothing you could suggest that I would veto. Just all right, cool. If that's what you want, but you vetoed drag queen. Well, not drag queen. I, I vetoed the the uh, the concept. I don't want a Zoom wedding. What if we just leaned in? To all the wedding garbage, mm-hmm. like the real cheesy stuff, Ugh. like when we just really like leaned into it, like mm-hmm. the the picture that you have to sign, where you're like holding me like '80s prom style, like mm-hmm. behind me, yeah. the you know the the gaudy cake. Ooh, we could do like a mobster theme. Mm. See, this is why you need to have input because yeah. you actually do have good taste, yeah. and I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe I'll. I'll reevaluate my approach here. Um, so, Danny, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, yeah, we're we're nowhere. Um, here's a question: Like, how how uh, how long is too long to wait once you get engaged? Oh, there's no. I don't think that's really no. Yeah, like you can't. I think be so. engaged for five years. No, I think I think I know two. there was a movie about that. I think that. two years isn't. I think there's two is the limit. Like once two the two year mark hits, people are like, "You aren't that serious about this, are you?" Well, I don't think people care, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, you've been engaged for three years." Like at that point, just go to the courthouse, which I'm good with. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like pancakes after. Yeah. No well, waffles. Waffles. We have a Waffle House wedding. Oh, that'd be, be down for that. See, you do have good ideas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't either. We'll figure something We're out. We're a little. We might need help. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, my phone. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. You all right there? Yeah. Uh, all right. Ow. There you I'm go. Okay. Make sure you hit the table, too. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Let's do uh, one more real all quick. Right. Here we go. Hey, Dave and Katie. This is Alex from Maine. Uh, just right off the bat. I want to say love the show. Katie, love you. Uh, like your new hair. Awesome color on you. Dave, uh, want to say thanks. Thank you, obviously, for you monster listener as well. But, uh, want to say thanks, because I guess we can kind of do both of you. Um, I was never really into female comics. Not sure why. I could just never get into it. And not that I don't respect their cost, like Alan and Paul Poundstone and all of them. I just never became real fans like I do some other comedians, like, you know, Kyle and whatnot. Anywho, I guess this question is for both of y'all. Um, why do you think it is that uh, this comedy in general is a little bit harder for female comics? You know, I mean, thanks to you doing Kyle for your show, you know, I found someone that I can actually watch and listen to, like Salewa and and Deb to Giovanni. Um, just some of those that are actually really cool that I would never have noticed had I not followed y'all's podcast. So I guess that's just my question. Like, why do you think it is harder for female comics to be more well-known? Thanks, guys. Thanks for all you do. And just hope you guys are staying safe. 
All right, Alex, thanks for checking in. Hi, Alex. Oh, my gosh, how cute. That is uh, an age-old question in the mm-hmm. comedy world is, uh, you know, why why don't pe- more people support female comics? Or, you know, uh, the idiot's approach, uh, females like funny, uh, which is total horseshit. Yep, not um, true at all. Comedy's obviously a male-dominated industry. Stand-up uh, is. Stand-up well, is. Well, I guess improv, too. There's a lot of hoodies. There's yeah, a, lot of, a lot of hoodies in improv. A lot of hoodie, white guys um, with hoodies. I don't know why that is, because it's not like... I understand how coal mining is a male-dominated <laughs> industry. You know, I understand how firefighting might be a male-dominated industry, but I don't know why uh, more more females don't do I think, comedy. Unfortunately, I think there are a lot of females that are doing comedy mm-hmm. and that are hilarious and great. I think being a lady myself, mm-hmm. from my perspective, I I think that maybe it could be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, okay, I have to go to this bar in front of all these dudes and I don't know. And and, and you're being vulnerable. Like you're you're showing up mm-hmm. and and getting there and I don't know. I've seen both. I've seen ladies that like shine into that and that do great in that mm-hmm. atmosphere. And I've seen people that just shut down mm-hmm. and like don't, you know, there's no really in between. Mm-hmm. I think being a lady is actually a huge gift. Oh, thank God. In comedy? Oh, yeah. Well, definitely like, in the industry. Well, I'll, um, I'll say that. I'll just go ahead and say this. Like, uh, yes, it's hard for women to, I, I understand the plight of the female comic. That being said, the industry's rolling out the red carpet for anybody that's not a straight white male right now. And I'm not trying to sound alt-right or anything, but that's just that's just the truth. No, it's true. It's, uh, well, it's over, uh, which, uh, not compensated, but over-saturated. Yeah, over-represented um, yeah. with white males. So, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No. Uh, but I'm saying if, if, if you take a female comic mm-hmm. who's right on par with my career and my skill level and my talent level, uh, I'd, I'd rather be in her shoes. Because more doors are going to open for her than they are going to open for me, and that's just industry wise. That's think, that's just that's just how it is. Here's the thing: I think ladies do that a lot with the, um, you know, and I hear you completely. Mm-hmm. But I do think you have to just shut that out mm-hmm. and be undeniable. Yeah. No matter what, it's a game of golf. Mm-hmm. Stand up is a game of golf where you literally just are working on your best score. Mm-hmm. So whatever you have to do to switch that perception, mm-hmm. that's going to help you so much. Once I heard that, I forget, it was uh, Bob Roy? No, who was it with the bald head? Who's that guy? John Roy. John Roy. Mm-hmm. He said that. He's like, it's golf. Da-da! Like he mm-hmm. did it in his John Roy voice mm-hmm. at the show. <laughs> and I, I remember being like, oh, yeah, it is. Mm. Improv is a team sport. Boom, improv. You you have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a team. So if you're coming from that world and going into stand-up, that's mm-hmm. a real different thing. But I, I like to think of stand-up as you get to perform whenever you want. It's your one-person show. Mm-hmm. That three minutes is your one-person show. So what are you going to do with it? So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And I know it's hard to, like, find people. And I get it with Apollo Poundstone, and I'm, I'm rambling right mm-hmm. now. But I really think... It's important to, yes, find people, men or women, mm-hmm. that you look up to, but you don't you think you have to be careful about that because you don't want to start losing your comedic mind? Like, you want to stay inspired. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a challenge that every new comic faces is, and you do need to watch a lot of comedy, inspired by other comedians, but uh, new comics, myself included, 
they have a uh, tendency to wear their influences on their sleeves. Yeah. I can always tell new comics, like, oh, you, you're you a Patton Oswalt fan. Oh, you're a Louis C.K. fan. Oh, you're a John Mulaney fan. Because yeah. you just these little intangible things that they don't even realize they're doing. Or Maria Bamford or Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But there is, I think, what helped me a lot during, like, and I'm so, gosh, I'm rusty as H-E double hockey sticks. But when I was doing stand-up, I remember being like, okay, there's either Sarah Silverman's or Maria Bamford's. And then... Meaning what? Meaning like, okay, there's that those girls that are like... Like those types of yes, comics? like yeah. that type of like, I'm going to say a dirty word, but... Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. I love Sarah Silverman, yeah. but like that kind of mm-hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. And Maria, who is very specific and brilliant and perfect. She's her own sub-genre. She's her own There's thing. no one like Maria. Well, there's Maria... Um, uh, Clones, and we call them clones. Yeah, that's like true. oh, I can you know, I can just like I said, oh, I can tell you like that person, you like that one. There's definitely some Maria clones out there, yeah. which you know. Well, and it makes you feel lonely. I think, and correct me, do you think guys for ladies, it's like we're we're linked together. Mm-hmm. We're no one's in front of each other. Like Gloria Steinem said something like that. Like imagine that we're all linked. I think guys naturally do that. They link together, hmm. meaning you don't think that anybody's, yes, you're better than a lot of people. I'm not, but mm-hmm. when you're at an open mic, it, it's, it's not a competition, is it? It's always a subtle really? competition. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Any comic worth their salt, whether they would admit this or not, you want to be the best one on the show. I want to have the best set. Yeah. The, the feature wants to smoke the headliner. Like. I was very competitive with Interesting. it. I, I didn't admit that, and I hope it didn't come across. But like, no, no, I'm not here because I'm fucking bored. I'm 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 here to uh, to get better at comedy, but also to like build my reputation. Yeah, you know, let people know that. Hey, when Dave shows up, you better fucking put on a helmet. <laughs> Good lord, you about to be in the zinger zone. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it, comedy is competitive. It is. It's a competitive mm-hmm. thing, and I think. Not that ladies don't thrive in competition. Mm -hmm. I sure as hell don't. But I think if you have that mind, the competitive mind, boys are are given, Mm -hmm. since birth, you guys are like, okay, competitive, like Mm -hmm. teams and blah, blah. And we're taught to like make everything okay and be helpful and whatever. And and even if that's not how you're raised, there's just sort of that undertone, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, in our society still. And so I think that's why... Your brain is like, wait, now I have to switch to boy brain. Like, mm-hmm. I have to get all competitive and stuff. And it's like, no, it's going to look different for you. Yeah. It's going to look different for everybody. Dave's way isn't my way. Mm-hmm. My way isn't Dave's way. But you can definitely, I think it can, it could get easy, I think, to get mired in the negativity mm-hmm. and the guys kind of just hanging out after and whatever. But if mm-hmm. you think of it as, and I know this is an old trope, but like going to the gym, mm-hmm. you don't try to make friends at the gym all the time. I mean, yeah, in group classes. That's not or why whatever. you're there. Yeah, yeah, you're there to get better for you. Mm-hmm. So don't lose sight of your why. Mm-hmm. Because if you lose sight of the why, that's when you're going to get all mumbled in mm-hmm. your head. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and, I, and going back to the original like question of why are there so many more men in comedy than women? And um, I got to be careful here not to... <laughs> Come oh off boy. as sexist, but I think just our, our biological makeup. All right, and I won't say men versus women. I will say this, um, and this is uh, a debate that's been around for a few years in comedy. Uh, really good-looking people, most of the time, really good-looking people aren't that funny, and the reason is they didn't have to be funny. I've always been overweight. 
ever since I was a kid. Aww. So, well, no, and not woe is me. It's, you know. Poor but, but my point is, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm ruggedly handsome, but. Uh, <laughs> you are. No, I've, I've, you know, a lot of people use comedy to deflect. And even before I even knew what stand-up comedy was, I was using humor and comedy and jokes to deflect. You know, I'm in third grade and everybody's busting balls and, oh, here's the fact Dave's the little chubby kid. Yeah, but he's funny as shit. You know, like yeah. I, I deflected a lot yeah. of the the negative stuff that might be coming my way. Like, and, and people have to do It's a defense mechanism. It's also just a, a means of uh, social survival. But like... Really good-looking people have never had to do that. They've never had to be funny because they get, they get by on their looks or or their charm or whatever. But if you don't have that, uh, that that's why so many comics are a mess in, in terms of like their mentality and what, what's that noise? It's a car. Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got the headphones on, so like everything's kind of muffled. Um, does that make sense? Like really, really attractive people have never had to be funny, and and I think. And this is the part I got to be careful with. I don't want to come off sexist, but like just the biological makeup of men versus women, men are the ones trying to talk women into things. Mm-hmm. You know, women are usually the ones trying to play defense and like get the fuck away from me. Like, right. rarely is a woman trying to like lay it on thick so she can get laid tonight. It's right. usually the guy who's who's running the game and laying it down and in hopes that maybe he can attract a mate. So that muscle biologically that that muscle of the gift of gab and being charming and convincing with your words that is biologically more of a male thing because women aren't going out trying to get pussy every night the way dumb dudes are right so dudes develop that muscle of being able to charm people with their words that's true yeah so well as a good looking person i also <laughs> deflect though so i'm amazing no i i i was a deflector as well and i was awkward growing up and my you know uh things got awkward in my family mm-hmm. i'd be the let's put on a show uh-huh. so i get it um i think also if it's the environment you're in mm-hmm. as a young comic and you're female and the people around you are kind of a bunch of dickholes, like, because comedy is, I don't know, anyone could do it. Well, they could sign up for open mics and stuff, mm-hmm. but to do it well, you gotta, you gotta practice. And so I think it would, it would be helpful or maybe more to give you more morale to like, okay, in a year, I'm going to get this good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this every day for mm-hmm. a year. I'm going to either do zoom mics or I'm going to write sketches mm-hmm. or whatever it is and then have a plan that way. It just doesn't seem like you're like aimlessly like one day I'll be Paula yeah. Pound. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if I constantly compared myself to Wendy Williams, mm-hmm. my <laughs> queen bee who I love. So you're a lot funnier than Wendy Williams. I mean, thank you. But like, she's just, I mean, she's what's, an American dream. What, and I'm not hating, but what, what's so great about I her? I just love how much she loves her job. Okay. She's genuinely involved and uh-huh. invested. Let's not get into the okay. Wendy Williams. No, no, no I'm not trying to hate. Thing. You know, I'm just curious. Oh, no, I'm just a big, huge uh-huh. fan. But I'm just saying, if I compared myself to her all the time, I would feel like a big pile of garbage. But you're a lot funnier than her. Thank you. But I'm just saying, because her career yeah. and where she's at, and she has a different style. I think this is a bad metaphor. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> I think uh, you got to just, I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. I'm the worst. (laughs) No, you just have to find your 
the way to get through it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a fun... I don't think even the guys that are all friends are, like, having the best time of their life. Like, they're just kind of... "Mm." Mm -hmm. But I think in our heads as women, it it feels competitive, but in a, like, in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to navigate that. But being a woman is, I think... If you're if you're good, you got the world on your side, girl. Like seriously. I will say this, and I'm not going to name names, but uh, in the LA comedy scene, there's this. There, for years, there's been this movement of like support women and give women a chance. <laughs> and I see so <laughs> many women being shitty to other women. Yeah, that doesn't. So happen. it's like, come on. There's like you know three, what I mean. There's three nice people. Three. No, but like I, I just so many, so many, especially now, and I'm not, I don't want to sound, you know, alt right, but like so many people, especially in entertainment, especially in LA, their whole identity is wrapped up in how woke they are and how, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I've just nauseated by how many women I've seen preach the, you know, believe all women and women, and I'm, and I'm there. I get it. I get it. My point is those same women I've seen just be, shitheads to other women because that woman's not in the clique or I don't know, you know, that woman's threatening my, mm-hmm. you know, status or she's, she might take a job for me. And I, I guess I get that, but like practice what you preach. Like it's not a welcoming atmosphere on either end. Yeah. Really. It's yeah. not. And so it's tricky in that, but yeah, I mean, I it's so true. I can't disagree with you because, yeah, that my experience in L.A. was very similar. Yeah. And I tried. I really tried. Probably too much and it freaked him out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and sometimes people aren't going to like you. But I, I swear to God, if I had a Comedy Central special, I would have gotten treated oh, a yeah. lot differently. And, and that's in men and women both. Like, mm-hmm. it's that are you are you worth my time to talk to? Yeah. You know? And oh, you okay. Your, your resume's not very good. Then maybe I maybe I won't waste my time talking to you. And that makes you feel small. Ugh. And look, I'm not worth your time to talk. Of course to, you are. But just don't make me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just and we're kind of shifting the point I'm of sorry. this. But yes. like in L.A., just the fucking hustlers, the fucking giving the, you the, the networkers uh, and the hustlers. Cards? Yeah, fuck off. Email Go list. fuck yourself. Get good at comedy and shut the fuck up. I just also, I have no patience or tolerance for networkers and and uh, people on the hustle. I'm hustling. I'm grinding. Yeah, you suck at comedy. Why don't you fucking worry about that first? I think the thing is too is you go at, about it, or at least this is like more competitively when you first started, mm-hmm. or now as well, right? Well, it's. It's life and death. Like, it's uh, not to sound dramatic, but I didn't live in a van for four years because I was fucking bored, you know? So, comedy, I don't have a trust fund. I don't have a degree. Comedy was when I made that decision that I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. comedy was my means of survival, you know? And I, I didn't take it lightly. And if you're fucking around and you're in my way, then I got no use for you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not here to make friends in, right. in the comedy world. I'm here to earn a fucking living and right. develop my skills and, and develop my reputation. And you know, hey know, Harvey, Harvey, Harvey just hey, jumped on the it's table. Okay, Charlie, Come on, bud, oh, let's go ahead and get off oh, before please Charlie. Please get off, please. No, stop All right. it. All right. Uh, not to sound harsh I, about it, but like, yeah, 
just the the hustle and the grind and the networking. Like, unfortunately, it's a necessary evil. Yes, I understand you have to network, and it's but, not as bad. I mean, it's, it's there are nights when it's fun and it's not as high stakes. And but these dipshits that put yeah. all their eggs into the network and the image yeah. basket, like. Why don't you go write some jokes and develop a personality? Uh, but anyway, all that being said, don't get it twisted. There are tons of great female comics. I mean, she mentioned right there Shalewa Sharp. Oh, my God. My old gal from Atlanta, now in New York, doing great stuff. Uh, Deb Giovanni might be the best comic in North America. I think she is. Male or female. Yeah. No, she's a You ask comics that know talent. what they're talking about and... I could think of about a thousand people I'd rather follow than Deb Giovanni. She is a comedy oh, she, Godzilla. She's amazing. She's a beast. She is amazingly talented, the nicest human yeah, ever. Sweetheart. Talk about someone that just sets the table for everyone else. And that's what it's about, I think. I mm-hmm. think LA, entertainment industry, comedy, you are there is enough room for everybody at mm-hmm. the table. Yeah. If you're good. We're all so different. Yeah. We all bring something to the table mm-hmm. that's different. And if you work hard and are nice. I swear to God, you're not going to be asked to leave the table. Yeah. Or you're not going to want to leave the table. Well, and, and I've told younger comics this, like, name me a comic who's just unbelievable, who's just fantastic, and not a world-class asshole who doesn't have some career. Right. If you're undeniable and you're not a rapist or an asshole, you're going to have a career. You're going to make a living. You may not be a millionaire, but... Mm-hmm. If you're really good and you work really hard and you don't burn a bunch of bridges and you don't yeah. sexually harass women, Brian Callen. Oh, you hear about oh that shit? yes. I don't want to throw people on the bus under the court of public opinion, but four different women come. This, <laughs> I mentioned this on the Boogie Monster, but I, I failed to mention this uh, detail. He said the, multiple women uh, have gone on record saying that he said something to the effect that women have a biological desire to be raped. What? Go fuck yourself, buddy. What? Yeah. No. He's, he's dropped that line on more than one woman, apparently. That's his pickup line? Women have a biological desire to be raped. <laughs> I just want him to meet the woman that's like, yeah, dude, and come I'll, over here. I'll go on record saying, too, <laughs> I mean, short of Louie, Louie got into trouble. I don't condone what he did. Louie was brilliant. He was a great, he is a great comic. I don't condone what he did. Outside of him, most of the people that I can think of that have allegations towards them fucking suck. Yeah. Crystalia sucks. Brian Callen sucks. I'll say it. They're, they're not good comedians. They're successful. They, they have the, fan bases. Yeah, they, they're the they guys a, with the cards yeah, but in the beginning of their career. Like, no yeah, one's yeah. waiting in line to buy the new Brian Callen record the day it drops, okay? I'm just saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's shitty me to talk about, but like, it's true. It's always the guys like, oh, yeah, you weren't very good anyway, so... And also, I think if you're feeling down, I mean, just going back to the question, and ew, Brian, whatchamacallit, that makes me ill. Uh, But if you sometimes need to take a break, like right now, during this COVID time, a lot of people are trying to do open mic shows and all that, and that's great. And if that works for you, great. Mm -hmm. But... Also, if you just need to take some time right now, that's what for I'm you, doing. I have no interest in doing time. Zoom shows right now. I'm, Read, I'm just... right? Do something different that that your creative side can get inspired in a different way, and that's just going to add to your comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, and and so don't be so hard on yourself because seriously, right now is one of the hardest times I yeah. think to perform. Yeah, it's a weird time, but um, I but hope yeah, that but f- any fellas, listen, any comics, just. Fucking knock it off Stop it. with the sexual harassment, the sexual assaults. Like, 
I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but Jesus, I can imagine those women who do, who are taking it seriously and trying to build a career and trying to build their skill set. They, that's the last fucking thing they need is some dipshit trying to get in their pants at a fucking open mic or, or any comedy show. Yeah. Like knock it off. You bunch of fuckheads. Those are your coworkers. Yeah. You know, and not to sound all self-righteous about it, but I, I, I guess maybe I took comedy so seriously that even if I was a scumbag that like, I, I wouldn't allot time to do that at my job. Yeah. You know, which I'm not. I'm not a scumbag. But, like, I'm saying, ugh, just the thought of some predator out there rubbing his hands together, going into a comedy show, being like, all right, which one of these young female comics can I manipulate and Gross. extort? Ugh. Fuck Go off. Kill Fuck off. Scumbag. And by the way, uh, also, call fucking people out on that shit. Yeah, exactly. Call people out. I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast, but I had a good friend. Some allegations were lobbed at him. Yeah, well, I think And I had a heart-to-heart with him. Yeah. We had a long fucking talk. You know, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bat for you with other people. Don't make me look like an asshole. You know, if you did it, you need to, you need to tell me what's up. But, yeah. Like, what is it? Uh, silence is violence. Yeah, just don't you hold know. people accountable. Or, you know, and and be like, no, don't treat me that way. Yeah. Just, I'm sorry. I I've, don't like the I've, way you're talking to me right now. I've called people out in person. Of course. I've called club have. owners out. <laughs> called club owners out in person. Like, Good. hey, hey fuckstick, I know what you're doing. And it stops here, at least around me. And, uh, yeah, they don't like that when you do that. But I'm not saying everybody's got to be some vigilante tough guy but you can't if you know some bullshit's going on if you're not going to stop it you got to at least let somebody who will know yeah you know and don't let that deter you you know what i mean like that kind of shit happens all the time in every industry Mm -hmm. and you just have to know okay this is i I choose not to do this and to just turn that volume down on those creepers and any dipshit that thinks uh you know women ain't funny you know, well, uh, again, go kill yourself. Let, come on tour with me, and let yeah. me let me show you some of my friends. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, women ain't funny. Yeah, follow follow Deb. Let me know Emily how that works. Emily Maya Mills. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh my god, so it's many masterful. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyway, we love you. <laughs> Call us every five minutes. Sorry, I got <laughs> so all weird. Got all hated. I'm just I'm filled with rage. Now let's take um, that on the road with us. All right, Boo. Um, what do we got to plug? What's your Instagram, Boo? KT Low Strandberg, the letter K, the letter T, L O W Strandberg. There you go. Uh, I'm at underscore Dave Stone. Uh, Dave Stone's Kitchen Survival Guide is still available at my website, dumbdavestone.com. I got three different e cookbooks. These are not hard copies. I will not be mailing you a physical copy. Uh, they're for sale. Uh, one for 10, two for 16, all three for 20. The offer still stands. Uh, if you're in a pinch financially and you need some recipes, holler at me. I will gladly give them to you for free. Um, yeah, what else? Gravy boats out there, soundcloud.com, Dave Stone's Gravy Boat, if you like the old country. And your birthday. Last couple episodes have been more metal and rock. Um, yeah, birth, uh, no episode next week. We're taking, uh, we're taking off for about a week here. I'm going to go have some fun. And uh, real quick, my word of mouth this week, uh, I've been on a real kick with this dude, Tim Robinson. Oh, um, uh, I think you should leave uh, with Tim Robinson. It's on Netflix, uh, sketch comedian. Uh, just, I don't, I love, even as a comedian, I still love 
uh, finding somebody new that I get excited about, just the same way I do with music or sports or whatever. But uh, man, this dude, there's some, I can't put my finger on it, but he's got this thing that just, just like in his bones, he's funny. Like in that. his core, like that dude is funny and no, he's he weird. And oh, he plays just... this character where like he's at the end of his rope. Every character he plays is like, is this guy about to snap and, and kill a puppy? Uh, but yeah. He's just so no, damn funny. He is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and he's just so, all of his subtlety. Yeah. With so each subtle. character yeah. is so perfect. So the show is, uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Uh, he was also part of the character special on Netflix. If you just uh, search the characters, I know they did one uh, full season. I don't know if they've done, Another one, but uh, Kate Berlant is in there. Uh, Henry Zabrowski, uh, a lot of up and coming, um, you know, improv sketch type people, uh, just doing like a little ten minute. Uh, just kind of, you could tell they were just like, do whatever you want, you know, sketches or yeah, bring your own stuff, whatever. Uh, but he's in that, and I didn't know this. Uh, I knew about the show Detroiters on mm-hmm. Comedy Central. I knew it in my peripheral, um, but I never really watched it. And I knew it was a black guy and a white guy, but I didn't realize. Oh, that's Tim. Tim yeah. did that too. So I got to go back and and, and watch all the uh, Detroiters episodes too. But anyway, uh, that's my word of mouth uh, this week. But if a good starting point for Tim would be, uh, I think you should leave. On Netflix, and it's uh, amazing. And and with most sketch stuff, like I love Mr. Show uh, with with Bob and and David. Um, uh, a lot of sketch stuff I've been a fan of, but with sketch, not every sketch is going to be a home run. Right? Not every idea is going to be a home run. And you know, uh, same thing with this show. Some of the sketches, are like okay, that was a bit out there, but like as a whole, the batting average is pretty high with this dude. So uh, check out Tim Robinson. Why don't you marry him? <laughs> I'm not. I'm a I'm a new age fella, <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, uh, keep those calls coming. Uh, thanks for those ratings and reviews on iTunes. I'll tell you here again in the pre-recorded message, but uh, we really do appreciate that appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, word of mouth. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, uh, tell a friend. Yeah, we're, try- we're trying to grow this puppy uh, before the uh, before the whole world collapses. So anyway. Uh, We'll not see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks. We're going to go have some stupid fun. All right, guys. Bye. Later. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram at the Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.